You are listening to Rockstar Fitness Radio, taking your health, your fitness, and your mindset to the next level, all science, no BS. In this podcast, I cover topics important to you, the woman who loves to lift like a beast while looking like a svelte beauty. We emphasize the importance of training smarter, not just harder, and geared towards natural bodybuilding and more. I'm your host, IFBB Pro Roxy Beckles. Welcome, 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 everybody. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your girl Roxy here. And I'm so excited to have you all live here on my channel. What's going on, guys? Hey, what's going on? I have a little bit of a cold, so you have to forgive me because my throat is a little scratchy today and I hope that I don't have any coughing fits. It's funny because I live here in sunny Southern California and I've been dealing with this head cold and all this stuff for like the last seven days and I was sick in bed, but I'm here now and I'm super excited because I want to welcome you to our first podcast of the decade and of the year. And um, we are actually running live right now on YouTube. We are live on my Facebook page and my private Facebook profile, as well as my Facebook group. So we've got a lot of folks gathering here today that I'm super excited about. I can see all of you guys' chats and all that stuff. So feel free to ask questions during the broadcast. Um, We are on, actually, this is going to be uh, posted on my new podcast. I want to welcome Spotify to the Rockstar Fitness family. And we are actually hosted, you guys, on five different five different uh, platforms if you're into podcasts. So we've got uh, Stitcher, we've got Spotify, we've got SoundCloud, we've got iTunes, we've got Google Play as well. So uh, did I say SoundCloud as well? I think I did. But yeah, so come on and look up my, uh, my podcast. And actually, if you go to rockstarfitness.com, R-O-X-S-T-A-R fitness.com, slash podcast, you'll be able to go directly to your favorite platform and make sure that you stay connected. So I, again, am um, really excited to be here with you guys today. And, um, you know, I really want to kick off our first podcast with talking to my competitors out there. You know, I have such a mixed audience and I love like that I, I cater to both competitors and non-competitors, but I know that this time of year is big with New Year's resolutions, New Year's resolutions, right? And some of you have that bucket list resolution of finally stepping on stage. And it's crazy because 10 years ago, uh, this year, 10 years ago, I remember when I was in your shoes, I said to myself, you know what, this is going to be the year that I retire from everything else I was doing. I was dancing at the time, I was acting, I was modeling. I was like, you know what, I'm I'm done with that. I really want to focus on fitness and and, and really getting my bodybuilding endeavors off the floor. And here we are today. So I've been where you guys are. I know what it's like. And I also know what it's like to not know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) And when I started bodybuilding, I mean, I was a fan of the sport. And we're going to talk about why that's really important, why I feel it's really important to be a fan of the sport of bodybuilding if this is something that you actually want to do. And so um, I really did a lot of research on competing. And I really did a lot of research on learning how to diet. I knew how to do this stuff because I was already a personal trainer. But learning how to properly diet, learning how to properly train, it was all trial and error for me. 
wanting to really do this for myself. And if I had some of the resources that are available today uh, to for me as a new competitor, then my gosh, it would have been even more of an amazing experience. So my goal is to really just arm you guys with the with the opportunity to learn, to expand. And in this amazing information era that we are in, in 2020, we were supposed to have flying cars like the Jetsons or something like that by now, but alas, we don't, it's okay. <laughs> but like the fact that you have information right at your fingertips, I want to make sure that I'm always sharing my knowledge and that I'm always doing something that is going to help other people to just be their best. So that's what today's podcast is going to be all about. We're going to be talking about competing and getting started in that. Now, before I go ahead and jump right in, I want to let you guys know that I can see your chats. So please um, answer you know any questions that you have. I'll definitely answer them throughout the broadcast, um, or at the very least, at the very end of the broadcast, I will go ahead and answer them. I see we have Monica joining us. We have Derry as well joining us over on YouTube. Welcome, you guys. I'm really happy to have you here. So you know what? Let's go ahead and jump right into this, baby, because I know that you guys are here for some real real stuff. All right. And I want to break this down. Now, you know, I am fancy. If you're watching, if you're listening to this on um, any of my podcast stations, uh, uh, once I post this, do know that the, the, the visual action is over here on YouTube and Facebook. So come on over to my YouTube channel. The, in the, the links are in the description, or you can come by rockstarfitness.com and see the actual presentation that I have for all of the podcasts that I put out there for you guys. So on that note, without further, further ado, Let us go ahead and jump into our first podcast of the year, talking about getting started with competing 101. So today's agenda, you guys, I really want to give you some clarity about how to start competing for women, okay, specifically for women who are brand new to the sport of bodybuilding. We're going to go over some basic principles about how you can familiarize yourself within the sport and how to choose the right division that's for you. Um, We're going to give you some ideas about how to begin training and eating eating well in advance of your contest prep. I am really solid on the background and the thought that your prep begins before you even decide what your show is and that actual prep. So we're going to talk about that in great detail. And then I'm going to just finish off things with giving you a brief overview of some of my own principles when it comes to putting together an actual contest prep. And um, what I do want to say that if any of you are new out there and you want some really deeper information beyond what we're going to talk about today, I want to invite you to go ahead and check out my contest prep crash course, which is an ebook. In addition to an ebook, it's also uh, videos that I have on my website, articles that I've written, uh, client stories and, 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 and case studies. So it just really gives you an opportunity to go a lot deeper. And if you come to my website at rockstarfitness.com, that's R-O-X, like my name, Roxy, R-O-X-S-T-A-R, fitness.com slash C-P-C-C, as in Contest Prep Crash Course. Go ahead and enter your information in the email and I will send you your personal copy directly. So it's a really great resource for those of you out there who are just starting out. And even for those of you who are a little bit more seasoned and you're trying to learn how to do this game smarter and healthier. So make sure you get your hands on that. And before we jump in, I do want to say that I am currently taking on new competitors for the 2020 season. So if you're looking to work with a coach, if you're looking to work specifically with me, make sure that you reach out rockstarfitness.com slash clarity call. And we'll talk about that at the very end on getting you started in your own contest prep journey. So 
getting into the game. Let us go ahead and begin. So the first thing that I want to tell you, and I have about five different points that we're going to touch on today. And the number one thing that I can say to every competitor out there is that ladies, you need to become a fan of the sport. You need to really immerse yourself in what the sport of bodybuilding is. You know, it's so easy nowadays because so many like People can just go online and a lot of you are finding out about this, um, about competing through YouTube, um, well, YouTube or Instagram or Facebook and social media has really helped the industry to explode to a huge degree. But excuse me, the one thing about that is that you guys aren't seeing it on television anymore. Like when I was coming up, for those of you that are around my age, you know, Xennials, Generation Xers and stuff like that. You might remember waking up on like Saturday mornings after the cartoons went off and they would do like the the NBC sports or whatever. And they would always show bodybuilding and they showed bodybuilding competitions. ESPN, when it was first starting out as a network, they needed programming. So they would turn to these off end sports and like feature them on their channels and bodybuilding happened to be one of those sports that they featured. And so we had a, we had the opportunity to be immersed in uh, bodybuilding in an era when when the only way to people through media was through television and magazines. So it's put in front of us. But nowadays we don't have that same kind of access in a general sense. So it's up to you to go out and become a fan of the sport. Now, why do I say that it's important to become a fan of the sport? Well, if you understand how the game is played, you can play it better. Those of you who want to do bikini, bikini isn't even, bikini came along in like 2010, I believe it was. Bodybuilding has been around since God knows a lot, the last hundred years, literally. Okay, and if you want to go back even further with the history, we can go back to like the days of of of, uh, of you know Olympus and stuff like that. Like you know, we can go really far back with the history of bodybuilding. The figure division is the same thing that came along in like t- 2005, I believe, 2005, 2006. Wellness is coming out in 2020. If you don't research and go out and see shows, you don't understand how this whole game works. So research your local shows, guys. Get to know which federations are also in your area. Become a fan by sitting down and watching shows and really getting yourself deeply involved because then you start to develop an eye to know what the judges look for and how to bring that about for yourself. And that way you become a a better competitor. And for those of you that want to turn pro, honey, you've you've got to do that. Keep an eye on major shows as well. Again, we are in the information era. We are in the era of the internet and so many other amazing things. Attend a major pro show like the Arnold. They have that every single year, usually in March. Uh, And I believe it's in Ohio. Get some tickets, fly out, get a hotel. It's so much fun. The Olympia, the, the, the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. I tell you what, when I started competing 10 years ago, If you go back to my YouTube channel and you look at this playlist I have, it's called the competitive edge. One of the first videos in it is me in my first workout (laughs) to become a competitor for my first figure show. And in it, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to become an IFBB pro and I'm going to step on the Olympia stage. And honey, it happened. And that Olympia experience for me as a pro was like, man, that was mind blowing. It was just freaking insane to be at the top of the sport, on the biggest stage in the world. And when I, ha- when I was there and I was able to meet actual fans and people who like knew me and like followed me, like I'd never met these people before. Like, and it was amazing for them to see how excited they were about our sport. 
and seeing us as the competitors, like they're live and in the flesh. You guys, there's no experience like it in the world. Sitting in the Orleans Theater, hearing the Olympia theme song booming all around you, it's no experience like anything else. Even your local shows. So come to the major shows, check them out. The Yorkton Cup um, in the OCB is a huge show where they have all of their pros from that natural org. The WBFF has shows as well. So there are so many federations and whatever is around you, immerse yourself so you, you really understand how this game is played. So now that we talked about that, the second thing that I want you to do as a competitor looking to get started is to seek the advice of a qualified coach. Now, all right. So yeah, um, I should have, <laughs> I should have put a caveat about what a qualified coach is. Maybe, you know what, that'll be in another podcast because I don't have that on my notes for today, but we'll talk about that in a whole other podcast because child, Lord Jesus, you know, this industry has exploded. There are so many coaches out there. Some of them are really good. Some of them know what they're doing. There's a lot of them that don't. So we'll talk about that in another video. But deciding on a show, you know, to, to decide, to be able to decide like what you should be doing before deciding, I want you to go ahead and set up a consultation with a local coach or someone that you follow online, someone that you trust. It could be me, it could be someone else. It could be that local coach that goes to your gym that trains a bunch of clients and you see them doing their competitions and you're interested. And you, you want to make sure that you're talking to people who have the experience themselves, who have stepped out there on the stage, who can tell you what it's like to wake up at five o'clock in the morning with your stomach rumbling so bad at the end of prep that you think you're going to eat everything in the house, including your own hand. Okay. Yeah. It gets that serious. <laughs> Someone who understands, who can empathize with your journey as a competitor and to be able to look at you to see what it is that you wanna look for. So you wanna ask advice about what division may work best for your frame when you are talking with this coach. You wanna get some tips about what specific body parts, once you figure out like, okay, what division should I be in? Now my figure, wellness, bikini, physique, bodybuilding, whatever. Get some tips about what specific body parts you need to improve to be competitive in that division, you guys. Bodybuilding is not just about going to the gym, showing up and eating, and then going on stage. There is a science to it. There is a look to it. There is a structure that the judges are trained to see. And your job is to come as close as possible to that ideal. The ideal is always the X-frame. And that is actually across all of the different divisions, but it's just displayed in a different kind of way. I have videos where I've talked about this coming over to my YouTube channel if you don't have any clue of what I'm talking about or... Go ahead and get my contest prep crash course. I talk about this. But making sure that your body is competitive within your division that you want to compete in, and that's going to take work and training. Um, this is a good first step before hiring anyone to make sure that you go ahead and you set up consultations to speak with someone. And I always say, listen, a lot of you are trying to get stuff for free and y'all need to stop that BS. Okay. Listen, somebody like me has been in the industry for over 25 years as a personal trainer. And there's a lot of people that just try to just, you know, skirt around trying to put out the investment in themselves, the investment in you to come to me to ask for my time to evaluate you personally. So whoever you want to talk to, guys, if they have free consultations, great, get on the phone. I offer free consultations. 
Um, I also have paid consultations for people that need a deeper conversation. Other coaches offer that as well. So be respectful of the person that you want to work with and don't think that they should be giving you everything for free. This is for you guys and you have to be willing to invest in yourself if you want to do well in this sport or within, within anything in life. Okay. The next point that I want to talk about, point number three, begin an off season before you prep. Let me say that again. Begin an off season before you prep. So even if you are someone who has never done this before, this is your first time, you need to now that you know what division you should be in, you know what you want to shoot for, you know what, you know, what it is that you want to do. You've got to train yourself. You've got to be able to look at what your specific needs are and put yourself in a better place to take action towards that contest prep. Your prep, you guys, starts well in advance of stepping on stage. When you decide, okay, I'm going to do this show on X date. Let's just say the show is in May, May, May 15th, 2020 or 20 whatever. You don't just count back you know, 12 weeks. Okay, 12 weeks, I'm going to start my prep here. Or 16 weeks, I'm going to start my prep here. No, honey, you got work to do. Make sure that you give yourself time to build your body. Make sure that you're giving yourself the time to be able to shift your mindset to, when, to one where you see yourself as training like an athlete. Because if this is a sport... And the winner is the person that looks the best on stage, that has the best conditioning, that has the best um, size, that has the best symmetry. That is what the judges are looking for. You can't expect to just step out there and you ain't never done nothing to prepare yourself for that, that you all you did was focus on the conditioning, but you didn't focus on the size, you didn't focus on the symmetry, and then expect to win. And then when you don't do well, then you cry politics. No, honey, it's a, it's a sport, guys. It's a chess game. So shift your mindset before deciding to go on that prep where you're like, I'm going to train like an athlete and bring the best body I can to this stage. And then get consistent with your training and get a mostly normal and unshakable foundation down. That is so important because here's the thing. A lot of you ladies out there, you got lives. A lot of you out there are moms you're busy career women. You're out there. You are jamming out in the world. You're doing your thing. And when, when contest prep comes down, when you are on that stage, like, or when you're in the, in the midst of getting ready, it doesn't matter. None of that stuff. Nobody cares at that point. Like you chose the sport. You chose this life and it is hard. And all of us who are in it, we have to make sacrifices. We do. We're just as busy as you, but we don't make the excuse why we can't show up and do our cardio, why we can't show up at the gym, why we can't follow our diets. But you know where that comes from? It comes from the fact that we see this as a lifestyle. Uh Aha. So that's why the mindset shift has to happen. And that's why establishing a base and foundation for which you will build yourself further is important. For which once you switch into the contest prep mode, it just becomes like, it's like autopilot. It's like a light switch. You're like, boom, I'm there. I'm here, you know, and it's no problem at all. So really, really important aspect of the the game. All right. So then the next thing that I want to want you to focus on when you're taking this whole like prep before prep thing is to get your diet under control. 
clean it up, keep it flexible, focus on getting calories up, maintenance or above if you need to grow. Ladies, you cannot lose fat if you are already in a deficit and your body ain't even responding anyway. So many of you out there are not eating enough. So many out there are just like, you know, you are nilly dealing on whatever the heck you're doing, which is fine. But when you decide that you want to become a competitive athlete, you want to become a competitive bodybuilder, nutrition and training goes to a whole other level. Okay. And I really feel like it's important for you to increase your calories, to get at maintenance, to get above maintenance, to build your body as well. So then you have somewhere to go to when it comes to your fat loss plan. You don't want to start with a low calorie diet at the top of your show. 16 weeks out, you're eating 1500 calories. If you are not five foot four, honey, then you're not eating enough. I'm just going to tell you that right now with all the training and everything you need to do to hold on to muscle. If you ate five two and you eating 1500 calories at 16 weeks out, honey, you are not eating enough. And a lot of you are eating just that on your normal every day. Get your calories up rev up your metabolism, get yourself in a place where you are metabolically um, optimized to lose fat. It's a hell of a lot easier to start a diet above 2000 calories, 2000, 2100, 2200. I've had clients at 2600 calories going into a contest prep. Imagine how like crazy revved up their metabolisms were, their bodies were ready to go through the rigors of the prep. So really important ladies, get your calories up before you even do any of this stuff. So the next thing I want you to do, I think this is tip number four, start following coaches that you like and do your research on them. So this kind of ties into the last point that I made about reaching out to getting a evaluation about what division is right for you, what, you know, where your physique fits in and all that stuff. But eventually so many of you are going to need to hire a coach. And the truth of the matter is, is that there are thousands of coaches out there. I started my company, Rockstar Fitness, okay, back in 2009 is when I incorporated and when I put together my, um, my domain name and all that stuff and got online. So we are talking 11 years. When I first started with online coaching, I had to explain to people how that worked. They had no idea. Like, what the hell is online coaching? How does that happen? What is, you know, what do you do? Do you do workouts on, on video? No. And I had to break it down for them. I had to explain it. I, when I started taking on conscious prep clients, it's like in the bodybuilding world, it was kind of a normal thing. Like people were already working with coaches remotely. So it wasn't like, I didn't really have to do a lot of explaining. It was just a matter of trusting that my clients trusted that I knew what I was doing. A lot of them followed me in my journey and that helped them to trust me. But nowadays, everybody is a coach. You go on Instagram, like, you know, the butt booty model, she's a coach, you know, and she ain't never had a certification in her, her life. She just has a nice button booty. The ab guy with the big abs and the big pecs and the big biceps. Yeah. He's got like 2 million clients. Okay. Never done any real coaching in his life. Really just gives out like cookie cutter plants. Great. Fantastic. You know, so you guys got to do your research nowadays. You got people out there who do like one show and now they, they, now they're a conscious prep coach. Like they did the show last week, step off the stage. Now they're trying to coach you. Okay. Listen, you want to put your, if you want to put your, your health in somebody's hands like that, that's up to you. I'm not going to tell you not to do it, but what I do want you to do is do your research and make sure that who you hire has that you trust them. That's what it's about, that you trust them and their experience. So reach out, research these coaches, reach out, find out about the costs, because the more experienced the coach is, 
the more you're going to have to pay, you know, you, the more you're going to have to invest in yourself by paying for someone who knows what they're doing. So there's some costs involved, save up, actually talk to that person on the phone, guys, it is 2020. There's no excuse as to why the coach you want to hire cannot talk to you on the phone. That's a red flag. You know, if there's no excuse, you got WhatsApp, you got Skype, you've got, you know, Facebook, you've got all kinds of ways to be able to talk to somebody on a call to get to know who they are. And that's one of the things with me that's super important. Like I talk to all of my clients everywhere around the world. I have clients around the globe and we are always on the phone. So make sure you actually talk to the person and you get a sense of who they are. So you feel comfortable if you want to work with this person. Ask them about their methods and see if what they say resonates with you. Even though some of you are new to bodybuilding as a sport and competing as a hobby, it doesn't mean that you don't know your body. It doesn't mean like, you know, we should discredit all of the years that you put in with your training up to this point and your nutrition up to this point and being an adult woman up to this point and knowing what your body needs. And that should be considered, you know, we don't want to just throw it all away just because you decided to hire someone, you know, ask them about their methods. If they say something that doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. That's okay. Find someone who does, you know, and that's life. That's consumerism. That's the culture we live in. You don't have to be nice about it. I mean, be nice about it, be respectful, but you don't have to be like, oh, I feel so bad. Do what works for you. You're paying for it. Okay. Look at their testimonials, guys, and spend a lot of time on their actual website, on their actual site, where they might have things where they have blog posts. Read every blog post they've ever written. Like, do your research in that way. Pay attention to their social media and what they post. Does Do the things that they post, does it resonate with you? Does it look like it makes sense? Do they walk the walk and talk the talk? Do they seem like the type of person that is doing the stuff that, that t- they're telling you to do? Are they doing it too? Big, important thing. Consume any and all content that they put out because at the end of the day, you guys, you should feel very confident in your coach so that way you feel safe to submit to them and everything that they're telling you to do. And I know for some people that, I, oh my gosh, I, I didn't um, switch over here. I'm sorry, guys. On my um, Those of you that are listening to me or watching me, I didn't switch over to the screen. But those of you who feel very confident in your coach, like you will be able to do everything they tell you to do. You know, like if I'm telling a client, look, I need you to do this. I need you to wake up in the morning. I need you to do your cardio at like freaking 5 a.m. if you have to, whatever time you have to get up. And then I need you to move your workout, your strength training later on in the afternoon or evening so we can have two separate workouts so you can go balls to the wall with one and balls to the wall with the other. And I need you to trust that. And I need you to just say, yes, Roxy, I will do that. You know, as long as I explain it. Now, they should always give you a reason why. And they should always give you the space to ask why. If your coach says, cut your calories down to like, you know, we're cutting your calories down to 1500 this week. Why? Tell them why. You're doing it for a reason. So feel like you can ask that person questions. Feel like you can go ahead and you can have that conversation with your coach in a way that makes you feel like you can trust them. And that's just the vetting process that you have to go through. So the next thing I want to talk about is that, this is tip number six, I believe. I'm lost on the numbers. I think we're on number six. (laughs) We'll call this one number six. Give yourself enough time to prep. Yeah, so about this one. 
Um, anyone who's on a fat loss plan right now or even a lean building plan, the one thing that you know is that it's not just about showing up to the gym with a new diet and a new training program and then everything just magically falls into place, right? Well, imagine trying to get to the leanest you've ever been in your entire life, right? And let's couple that with the fact that the body doesn't even want to be that lean. Like if you think that being contest prep lean is a normal thing, honey, I'll tell you what, it's not normal. It's so, it's, it's really not normal. It looks good, you know, but you can't really, you shouldn't be able to sustain that at all. And the goal of bodybuilding is this, guys. It's not a sport where you're trying to diet as many times as a year as you can diet and get on stage as many times a year as you can. No, bodybuilding is about the gradual progression of getting as lean as you can while keeping as much muscle on as you can. And that takes time and strategic effort. So for new competitors, I always say this, if, you, if you're brand new with this, you have never done it before, and honestly, even if you have, okay, six, give yourself about 16 to even 20 weeks for some of you to come in nice and slow. So that's about a four to five week um, um, prep time. And that's why I'm telling you, like, as I told you earlier today, or earlier in the broadcast, to get your calories super high, as high as you can get them for your frame in your building phase and in your maintenance phase. Because if you're starting at 16 or 20 weeks at 2,500 calories, it doesn't seem too far-fetched to actually do that. Whereas if you're starting at 1,500 calories and you're gonna try to diet at 16 weeks at that, good freaking luck with your health, your hormones and everything, because you will die. <laughs> so 16 to 20 weeks at high calories, enough time to come nice and slow and hold on to muscle. This again will allow you to also, it'll also help you to stop the crash dieting cycle that can only leave you flat and stringy by the end of the prep time. So that's the other reason why you want to do a longer prep. And for natural athletes, I specialize in working with natural athletes now. Um, I just have never really felt ethically okay with you know, recommending any kind of steroids and all that other stuff to competitors. I So I really, the stuff that I'm telling you guys today can can go for anybody. It doesn't mean it matter if you're enhanced or if you're not, if you're natural. But particularly for natural athletes, this is important. For natural, natural athletes, you can tend to lose a lot of muscle a lot faster when you're crash dieting and you don't give yourself enough time. So this 16 to 20 week, Um, time block is really crucial for those of you who want to remain natural because you're going to really rely on food and calories and smart training and smart cardio in order to get you to that final look. So keep that in mind when it comes to time. Now, the final thing that I want to talk about for today is training and nutrition advice for the actual prep itself. Now, I want to preface this by saying that there are a lot of theories and there are a lot of approaches out there. What I have to share with you is not one one size fits all. It definitely is, you know, should be uh, uh, customized to what you need. That's why working with a qualified coach is really important. But I do want to tell you this. Contest prep and bodybuilding in and of itself is not healthy, Okay. It is not healthy. Just because you're going to the gym and you're dieting, like people think it's, yeah, that's really healthy. But the reason why I say it's not healthy is it's it's several reasons. Number one, because you're pushing your body to an extreme. And in today's climate, if you're if you're trying to compete in the NPC, 
if you're trying to compete in the IFBB, if you are a natural competitor trying to do either one of those federations, and even in the natural orgs, those girls are hard and shredded, okay? It's not healthy to be that shredded. It is not. Your body will break down after a while. And so strategically planning your season is so important. If your calories are high enough before dieting, you should be able to lose fat without starving yourself, you guys. And although this stuff is hard, it shouldn't be impossible. So I don't want to scare you away, but I want to give you the reality. Keep in mind that the last few weeks of your prep, you will be on those lower calories though. So no matter how high you start it, you will have to cut calories down in order to keep the fat loss going because fat loss is what dry, uh, diet is, is what drives fat loss. Being on a sub 1100 or 1000 calories a day, if you are not four feet tall, honey, you shouldn't be that damn low at the end of your prep. That is too extreme. I want to put that out there. So prep isn't healthy, but there are ways to do it in a smart and healthy way. It's about approach. And when you get to those final ending, you know, uh, weeks where it starts to take a nosedive on your, on your mental, on your, you know, ability, your energy, your, your body, that's when you're going to have to really pull hard. Okay. The kind of diet you use though, you guys, when it comes to nutrition is up to you in the contest uh, prep phase. It's based on personal preferences and genetics. So some people want to say, you know, should I be doing keto? Should I be doing carb cycling? Should I be doing, you know, high carbs and low fat? Should I do 40, 40, 20? It doesn't matter as long as it works for you. And just because you start your diet off one way, it doesn't mean that you can't change it midway through. I've had clients where we started off on a pretty like 40, 30, 30 kind of plan, like 40% protein, 30 carbs, 30 fat percentage wise. And we switched to keto in the middle just because we wanted to push fat loss along with, you know, doing some refeeds in there as well. Or we did straight out carb cycling. It doesn't matter as long as it works for your body and you're doing things that push you along to get the results that you want to see. So experiment, try it out, stick with what works for you. Now, I will say this, though. There is a caveat, and this is where I'm telling you this is what I believe. This is what I've found with clients over the years. I find that carb cycling is highly effective, particularly for the last eight weeks going to the show. And here's the reason why. It's like practicing your peak week over and over and over again for an eight-week period and perfecting it in that time. Because if you think about how someone might set up a peak week, it's a few days of depletion, low carbohydrates. You're still training to deplete glycogen further. And then you have a refeed, right? You have that big carb up day. And then you need to know exactly how long it takes your body to clear off any excess water that might come on from the, from the carb up. It allows you to see how much you can fill up, how, many, how, many, how, many, um, how much you need as far as carbohydrates is concerned and what will fill out your body and keep you hard and vascular. You'll especially be able to see that when you're leaner going into the last six weeks or so into a show. So imagine you're setting this up every single week for a six to eight week period. When it comes to peak week, you just sail right in, honey. You just go right in on what you already know your body can do. So I like to, to, to play around with car- carb cycling in the last couple of weeks of a show just to go ahead and, and perfect that. Now, when it comes to training, my advice to you is to train heavy. Ladies, don't start training with the high rep training just because you're trying to lose the fat. 
Okay, if high rep training is a part of what you already do, then that's fine. But train heavy because here's the thing, whatever whatever it takes to build muscle is what keeps it in the face of fat loss. So whatever it is that you're doing in your off season, that's why that off season is also very important before you prep. However you train in that off season is exactly what you need to do in order to bring the body down to its leanness when you're in prep. The thing that changes The variables that change are mostly rooted in the diet and rooted in your cardio as well, all right? So to keep size on, to keep that muscle on, particularly for you natural athletes, it's super important. You need to keep pushing in the gym. So train hard, train heavy. Now a note about cardio, because some of you out there are cardio bunnies and it's not gonna help you when you wanna be a bodybuilder, not the way that you think. Cardio is a tool in the toolbox, okay? Let's repeat that one more time. Let's say it out loud together, ready? One, two, three. Cardio is a tool in the toolbox, (laughs) okay? So spending hours upon hours doing cardio is not necessary for everyone. Now, some of you are going to need more than others. Some of you have a slower metabolism. Some of you are a little bit more on the thicker, stoutier side, and that's your genetics, and you're, you gotta thank your parents for that, you know? Some of you are a little bit smaller. You're like ectomorphs, and you've got a high metabolism. You need to lay off the cardio. And some of you are out there, like me, who are more mesomorphs, you carry more muscle, you're more athletic, so you can go either way and play around. Some people need a lot, some people need none at all. It really just depends, okay? So listen to your body. But when you are doing your cardio, you guys, I don't want you to think about duration as the first thing that's the variable that you need to change. Instead, focus on intensity first. So do HIIT training, do intervals, do uh, monitor your heart rate and really try to keep it in the upper echelons, 80, 85% or whatever. Get it up there. Include metabolic circuits, metabolic conditioning circuits when you're doing your weight training, circuit training in general. All of these things push intensity. And there's a lot of science and research that says that intensity is what really can drive fat loss to a greater degree, even beyond just the duration, okay? Duration should be this secondary thing. So if you start off your, your, your contest prep, start off doing like 20 to 30 minutes of cardio. And before you bump it up to 35 minutes, it's, you, know, you can do like steady state just to get your baseline in there. But before bumping it up in duration, Go ahead and jump up the intensity. So if you're doing 30 minutes of steady state, do a day where you're doing 30 minutes of intervals, one minute on, one one minute off. Do a day where you're doing 20 to 30 minutes of HIIT training. If you're doing HIIT for more than 20 to 30 minutes, honey, you ain't doing HIIT. And really they say that because of the taxing, um, um, the the way it taxes the central nervous system, if you can do more than 20 minutes of HIIT, you're really not doing HIIT, (laughs) okay? HIIT training has its own little envelope and bucket. I talk about it on my website. I have a couple articles. Come over to rockstarfitness.com. Run a search in the blog. You'll be able to find that. And um, here on YouTube or on Facebook, I'll also put some links in the description for you guys to look a little bit deeper into HIIT training and how that differs, how to really make it effective. But um, do some HIIT, 20 to 30 minutes. 
After you've done that, now you can go ahead and increase your time. Go, go, you know, maybe two weeks later, you can go to 35 minutes of intervals, 35 minutes of steady state, 20 minutes of hit on another day. Mix it up. But at the end of the day, you guys, cardio is a tool on the toolbox. It is the icing on the cake. It is not the driver of fat loss. Your diet is. My clients ask me, Roxy, do I need a fat burner right now? Once you just start off at me. I'm like, no, honey, your fat burner is your diet. Let's go, get on it. So cardio is a tool in two box, guys. Make sure that you use it intelligently. So that's it for today, you guys. That's all that I have to share for today's lesson. I really hope that you found it like um, uh, helpful. I hope that the information that I've given you today just kind of gives you a sense of where you need to go and pointing you in the right direction towards a smarter way to approach this bodybuilding sport. You know, I, I I had an interesting experience as a competitor. It was hard. You as a, It's hard as a pro. It's really hard. And it's hard when you've tasted being at the top of the sport, having stood on the Olympia stage, always wanting to chase that dream again and get back there. There's a lot of stuff mentally that can be very draining and physically very draining about this sport. And as an amateur, you have the same kind of pressure. Like, it's very draining to like go out there and decide that you want to become a pro and the chase for the pro card, the going to the national level over and over, getting like last call out, you know, and or getting in the top call out, but being on the outside. The mental capacity that it takes to become a competitor is great, you guys. And for those of you that are just starting off in the sport, if this is your first show, like you're going into 2020, your first time ever, the only thing I want you to think about is having a good time. The only thing I want you to focus on is just enjoying it. I want you to focus on really just bringing your best. Go into the gym and train hard, train heavy, have fun. You're doing this because you think it's fun, right? It would be fun. You're not going to do this like, yeah, you know, I really think a good way to torture myself and to really give myself a lot of mental anguish and, and emotional like baggage that I really don't need is by competing. Let's pile that on. Yeah, that'll be great. No, you don't think about that. You think about going on stage because it looks like something that you want to do that's going to push you further. And it can. And it's not too late. For those of you who are 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, honey, it is not too late because they have master's divisions. I've seen masters on stage 60 years old and up, 70 years old and up. They are out there. They're doing it too, okay? So it's not too late. I had a client, um, a former client of mine um, who... She turned pro at 50. My recent client of mine made her IFBB pro debut at 50. Ladies, it's not too late. You just have to want to do it and put the plan in place and make it happen. On the pro level in the IFBB, they now feature master's divisions at all the sh- at, at a lot of the open shows, not all of them, a lot of the open shows. They even have specific divisions. Um, they even have specific master's um, standalone shows now too, like the Pittsburgh's uh, Master's Pro. 
So the opportunity for you to step on stage and get out there is there. Age is not an excuse. And in fact, for those of you who are over the age of 30, over the age of 35, it's a great opportunity for you to get into the sport just to be able to preserve your youth, to be able to preserve this body, this one body you have. If this is the thing that's going to get you out there to train smarter, to eat better, get your health together, this is going to be an impetus, then honey, by all means, go out there and do it. Okay. I know I look young because my, my genetics is good and I took care of this body for a long time. We preserved, honey. No Botox here. No Botox, you know. This is water. This is training. You know, this is melanin. You know, black don't crack that much if you take care of it. But guys, I'm, I'm going back out there again. I'm competing again. I'm going into wellness, honey, okay? I'm going to go ahead and shake this booty, show off this body. And I'm, I'm 40 years old. I'm not a spring chicken, you know? So if I can do it, you can do it. I started competing at 30, Okay, so come on, you can do it. And for my young ladies out there, young ladies out there, you are so impressionable. You know, I know what it's like to be 18, 20, 21, 25, okay? And the world is your oyster. And be careful out there. If There's gonna be a lot of people that might look at you like you have a lot of potential to do the sport. Here, take this drug. Get on this steroid. Like your first show, like you just lifted a barbell and they're already trying to take, get you to take Anavar. Like really spend time training first, please. Maximize your potential. Do your diet, get on your training and really push yourself to your natural limits first before you decide to put any substance in your body. Okay. And before you do, honey, you better do your research because once you start seeing certain changes in your body, like your voice changing or things down there changing or your facial features changing, some of that stuff is irreversible. Okay. All right. Awesome sauce. Okay. Great. Just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> and that doesn't even matter how old you are. All right. Listen, nobody's talking to you guys like this. I'm going to talk to you like this because I, 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 honestly, I don't get a, mm, okay. I'm just going to be honest. You guys know me when you come to my channel. Okay. Monica on, on YouTube says I'm I turn 35 in days. How often do you recommend practicing posing when you are getting ready for your first show? Fantastic question, Monica. Um, honestly speaking, I just had a posing session with a woman who yesterday who is going to be stepping on stage in July. We are in January. That's seven months from now, okay? So you can start, as, long, as soon as you know what division you want to be in, start pro practicing posing right away. Why not? It doesn't hurt. Because the more practice you have, the more it becomes part of your body, the more you know how to present yourself, you know, and the smarter you can be about it. So start right away. When you are in prep, okay, for me, when I do contest prep, posing sessions are included as part of the package that I offer for my competitors. So we are always posing, you guys. Like, I tell my competitors, you guys should take your heels, bring them to the gym, so you're always in the gym any damn way, and you should spend at least 15 minutes every session that you're in the gym working on your posing. You should spend some time with those heels on, get in the mirror. If you're women's physique, take off your sneakers, go into the room, start practicing your mandatories, start doing all that, start, start practicing your posing routine. So guys, start right away. If you don't know how to, uh, how to pose, Get a coach, get a posing coach. I do, I offer posing. Go to rockstarfitness.com slash posing, R-O-X-S-T-A-R fitness.com slash posing to set up your session. Um, 
T. Kimbrough on YouTube says, my first show is May 9th. I'm 52. Go on, girl. That's what, that's right. That's what I'm talking about. Go on and get, go out there and have fun. This is your first show. Enjoy it and have fun. JL says, can't you take a low dose to avoid voice deepening? Um, you know, you can't control the sides, you guys. You can probably take low doses of it, but if your body is super sensitive and, you know, you see, and it does, it does. You know, um, I don't want to turn this particular show into a conversation about anabolic steroids right now. Okay, let's keep it clean. Um, But there are a lot of things out there, you guys, that will affect your body. And even if you're on low dosages, it doesn't guarantee every anything because everybody's body is different and you can't pick and choose your sides. So just be smart about it. Okay. So anyway, you guys, listen, we had a wonderful conversation today. I'm so excited that we are here with the podcast. We are live with the podcast. I will be doing this um, every Friday. I'm going to commit to this. It kind of scares me to say that because it's like, oh my God, you have no idea like how much of a commitment it is to show up live to do um, broadcasts and stuff. But I really want to share my message with you guys in a more meaningful and impactful way. So Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, make sure you do the conversion in your time zone. That would be 11 Mountain, uh, 12 Central, and wait. And one o'clock Eastern, okay? So do the conversions on your end because obviously I don't know what I'm talking about. Child, 10 o'clock Pacific Standard, you come on over here, we go and talk. Now, for those of you that are actually interested in working with me, I am taking on new competitors for the 2020 season. I specialize in working with natural athletes across all of the divisions and across different federations as well. Come on over to my website, rockstarfitness.com. That's R-O-X-S-T-A-R fitness.com slash clarity call to set up a call to speak with me for 30 minutes. And this is a complimentary call about what your goals are, what it is that you're looking for, um, what divisions you might be considering, and just what it is that you need to move forward to getting to that next level. So go ahead and, 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 and set that call up. Once again, if you are interested in getting your hands on my free contest prep crash course, for those of you that are brand new at this, please head to rockstarfitness.com. That's R-O-X-S-T-A-R fitness.com slash C-P-C-C, as in contest prep crash course, C-P-C-C. All right. So we got a couple of more comments in here before I get um Lar, oh, hey, Lar, what's going on? Lar Movement, absolutely keep doing this. Definitely need it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Love your shows. Um, Janelle says, I'm getting ahead of myself and planning to compete in 2021. And I'm super excited. I found you on YouTube. Hey, great. And I'm excited to see your journey to wellness. Thank you. Monica says, this was amazingly helpful. I will definitely be tuning in. Thank you so much, you guys. Um, just a quick note, Janelle, fantastic that you are planning to ahead. I have clients that have that come to me like Roxy, I want to compete next year. And for them, their next year is now 2020. We've been working together since 2019, some of them in the beginning of the year. So good, good choice to do that. Very smart and all that stuff. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and head out of here. I thank you so much again for joining me and I will see you on the next broadcast. Bye-bye.